going, everybody? Welcome to the World of Fandom podcast, one year, one stop shop places for all everything's geeky, nerdy, and absolute fandom. Uh, you guys may know who I am. My name is Connor, but I also go by the online name of OK Fabe. And welcome to all you geeks, nerds. I don't want to say weirdos or freaks because I feel like we're turning people away, but anyone who loves fandom, anyone who loves fandom of any kind, whether it's comics, TV, movies, this is the place and this is the podcast for you. And gentlemen, I am not alone. Ladies, if you're listening to, ladies and gentlemen, I am not alone. I have two awesome individuals with me who will be joining us here on a regular basis. Of course, I've got my good friend from the interwebs. I've got Andrew Cutter. Andrew, what's up? What's happening, everyone? Hey, yo, to those who know me. And that's about all. <laughs> I give you the floor. I give you a spotlight. You're like, hey, yo, and that's about it. Well, what, what do you want you me to do? <laughs> I mean, I do totally you want me to greet everyone? <laughs> I was waiting. Hello, I am Andrew. Hello, what is the name of the podcast again? <laughs> Hello, I am Andrew. Please welcome to the podcast that we are soaring today. <laughs> and then also join with us, another good friend of the show, and, and now co-host of the show with us. Uh, we have a good friend, Sammy. How's it going, man? I'm good. I'm, I'm, I am good. <laughs> I was going to say, uh, you just, re- you just reveled I'm... Andrew's uh, entrance there. That's great. So, um, no, go Someone's going to jump on this podcast, and they're literally going to say, is the Borg on the podcast? Are they just going like, we are the Borg, you will be assimilated? All other that podcasts are futile. A, that should just be a stick the whole entire to, time. I just wanted to do it better than Andrew, and I think I achieved that. <laughs> I think you succeeded. I, think you, I, think I don't you think that's something to be proud of. I mean, the, we, we're setting the bar pretty high here on the first episode. But anyway, uh, so this is obviously a new endeavor. This is something new. This is something different uh, for all of us. And we all have kind of different backgrounds in uh, the online world of the interwebs. And, you know, we kind of wanted to take this first episode to obviously introduce ourselves, kind of get uh, you guys a chance to know us and know what we're about, what we like, what we've done, and pretty much everything in between in such a short amount of time. And as you can tell from the way the these intros are going it's going to be nothing but smooth sailing all the way through um but um i guess we'll start off uh, sammy I'll, I'll start with you as far as uh you know how uh how you got to because i know me and andrew obviously have a history which we'll talk about in a second but you and andrew have also had a history as far as uh not just friendship but also like your fandom and do like comic books and other things like that right yeah exactly so i've, I've always been uh, Batman fan growing up, so uh, I was able to catch Andrew's uh, YouTube videos quite early in his YouTube career, and um, he actually got me into you know collecting, and because he uh, he used to do a lot of uh, trade paperback reviews, action figure reviews, and he got me hooked on that. So I kind of wanted to take my you know batman fandom to the next level and he inspired me to kind of you know read comics i never was like a comic person i was you know i i enjoyed all the movies um you know michael keaton the batman animated series batman forever growing up uh i was a 90s kid so that was all kind of clustered up into one like uh kind of like uh into the 90s i was like the the batman stuff to watch so uh 
you know, after, after, after kind of getting really into the graphic novels, reading my first few and started collecting it, I, um, you know, I, I actually inspired to kind of go meet these artists in person and go to cons. And I recall, you know, going to Boston Con for the first time. And that's kind of where I met Andrew. I knew he was kind of going to be there because he always used to talk about his Comic Con experiences. And Boston Con was kind of like his ritual that he went to. And we just kind of um, hit it off, so to speak. And then uh, we were, uh, you know, we were just, we always um, kind of been friends ever since. And uh, yeah, we're just like, uh, we're always, we always chill every now and then just chatting up about Batman and what's going on in the geek culture. Um, you know, that, that just inspiration from Batman alone, it, uh, allowed me to kind of, um, scratch my, uh, kind of creative niche. So I, I, I started an Instagram page and, uh, now four years running, I'm close to almost 300,000 followers on there. Damn. So yeah, it's, it's crazy. So I, I just, uh, you know, Batman has inspired a lot of stuff in my, uh, both creative side and, um, you know, being able to meet new people like Andrew now calling, you know, Andrew, my, one of my closest friends, my brother. So it's, Aww. uh, it's crazy how, yeah, I know it's almost crying over here. <laughs> it's, uh, it's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's just cool. Like what, you know, something, you know, small like that you could think of couldn't like blossom into like just cool stuff down the line in your life. So absolutely. And it's, it's interesting. And I mean, we could talk about this later on too, but it, it is interesting how in, f in any sort of fandom, uh, whether it be, you know, a TV show, a series, a genre, whatever, the connections you can make with people and the network, you know, I don't say networking, but really the connections. Um, that's why I'm stuck. I've been stuck with Andrew for how many years? We met when we were 14, and I'm 33. God, almost so. 20 years. So, <laughs> yeah, um, so Andrew and I have an interesting uh, history as well. Um, and but before we get into our history, so Andrew, you obviously, uh, you and Sammy have a friendship and a connection through uh, through comic books and Comic Con, like he was just saying. But it primarily started with your YouTube channel, and your mm -hmm. YouTube channel has slash is focusing on basically. Uh, well, I'll let you explain. You you probably do a better yeah. job of explaining your channel than me. <laughs> so, <laughs> so, yeah, I'll take some time to talk about my channel, and then uh, for everyone out there, kind of give you guys an idea of my general interest and area of expertise, for lack of a better term. Um, I jumped onto YouTube around 2006, um, but I started doing videos, I think, around 2008, 2009. And uh, basically what I focus on is video reviews, discussions and just overall topics on uh, comic books. Uh, while I do talk about everything on the spectrum, uh, my main bread and butter and focus is on DC Comics, in particular, our Lord and Savior, the Batman. Um, Batman is my favorite character. His universe um, is my favorite universe. I've read everything for Batman from the Golden Age up till now. Same thing goes with everything else in DC, you know, everything with the Justice League, Superman, Wonder Woman, Green Lantern, Flash, all that stuff. But you know, when it comes down to comics, I'll also talk about 
uh, TMNT. I'll talk about a little bit of Marvel here and there. I'll talk uh, IDW, everything everything under the comic book sun. If I'm interested in it, I'll talk about it. But mainly DC Comics, and I am obsessed with DC. It's, it's definitely my uh, favorite fictional medium. Outside of, um, outside of probably Dungeons & Dragons, but D&D is a fictional medium that you create your own. Um, for something that is actually created by someone else, it's, it's DC Comics. Um, but, you know, other stuff that I'm interested in, other stuff I love, I'm a massive video game um, junkie, right? Legend of Zelda is my favorite series. I eat, breathe Nintendo, but I do have a PlayStation, so I'm on top of that. Uh, love Dragon Ball Z. That's something you and me, Connor, we have something in common. Mm-hmm. Um, it's kind of funny because when we started our friendship, you were massively into DBZ, oh, yeah. and I was just, I was just sitting and being like, who is this? junkie in the corner talking about this android 17 i don't know him but so now late to the party of, so late to the party yeah but now it's kind of balanced out because since meeting you i've not only watched all of dbz dv super i'm also reading in the manga and i'm all caught up on the manga so i'm, I'm jumping on that stuff so you know i, I love dbz that's a big thing i'm on right now i'm a massive power ranger fan I know that's kind of a weird spectrum to be on, but I've met almost all the original Mighty Morphins. I eat, sleep, and dream um, all Power Rangers. And, you know, the, the other stuff, Star Trek. I'm a big Star Trek geek. I love Star Trek. That is, uh, that's yeah, where my heart is right now. We, we haven't talked a lot about Star Trek in the past, but we'll, we'll, we'll get to that. And then, and then, and then yeah. at the bottom of the barrel, there's yours truly. <laughs> so um, my name is, so I'm Connor, and I also go by the online name of OK Fabe. And, and basically, my big thing for about 10 years on YouTube uh, was, was pro wrestling. I have been a pro wrestling fan since I was 13, started getting onto the YouTube scene at around uh, 2010, um, and basically was doing everything you can think of as far as reviews and podcasting. I had uh, my show, The Random Wrestling Podcast, for uh, you know well over two years, even ended up a deal with Fight TV, which is an online, uh, basically it's an online on-demand uh, ser- video service that does boxing, MMA, and pro wrestling, so I had a show on Fight TV, professionally broadcasted for a for about a year or so and um that's pretty much my big thing but kind of like with andrew uh and sammy to an extent i kind of dabble in you know wrestling's the, the big big thing of me that i i have a lot of deep knowledge in and a lot of experience in like watching a lot of it not just like the current stuff but also some stuff from the past but kind of like with andrew i i dabble in a little bit of everything i'm also a big power rangers fan i'm a big marvel fan uh i also you know star trek next generation is a great show for me so there's a lot of there's a lot of overlap between all three of us and that's actually kind of of how this show or this podcast came together. Uh, Andrew and I had been talking about, you know, collaborating and he had obviously mentioned Sammy as well. And so with all of us kind of having our own different backgrounds, experiences and thoughts, we figured what the hell, let's put over all of our geeky and nerdy minds together um, and try to get every, you know, and try to present a, you know, a unique show or a unique podcast with different perspectives from different people uh, with no filter. Because Andrew can't keep his mouth shut sometimes when it comes to swears. Oh my god, it's bad. We Listen, to- I'm actually being. I tried to discipline myself. I did some meditation before this happened. Um, that's another thing I wanted to say. Uh, small note: I'm also a fifth degree black belt. So where I can excel in is in uh, discipline. So I promise I will not drop any swears at all tonight. At least not in English. Ooh. 
I can promise that. Wait a minute. Now now you're now you're like push now you're tempting me to try and push it. By the way, me and Andrew have also been friends since high school, so we've known each other for twenty years. So there's yeah. a lot of there's a lot of like very big comfortability with each other, uh, that I'm sure Sammy will eventually will will suck into the void that is the disgusting friendship that we've had for twenty years. Mm. Yeah, I think that's gonna be the biggest challenge with Connor and I is the fact that ninety percent of our conversations fall into us referencing conversations or problems that we've had in the past, not problems, but situations we had in the past. And it's funny that you bring up wrestling, Connor, because that's what brought us together. Yes. I, uh, when we first met in school, high school at 14, um, it was, you know, WWE is what brought us together. And I was a big wrestling fan up until, <sighs> what year did Rock Cena 2 happen? That, that was, was 2013. Hold on. Uh, that was WrestleMania 27. That would have been. Uh, hold on. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. Give me a minute. No, I'm sorry. That was WrestleMania 28. So it would have been 2012. Okay. So I was a massive like. Sad that I know that off the, the top of my head. <laughs> yeah. I was a massive drunk the Kool-Aid of wrestling fan for the longest time. And my I grew up in the Attitude Era, right? The 1995 up till, you know, I would say 2003 is when Attitude really ended. But I kept on watching. And then The Rock came back, who was my favorite wrestler, and he beat John Cena, who was my least favorite wrestler. I was super happy. Well, the next year, he lost to John Cena, and that's when I stopped watching wrestling. Um, and I know that's a stupid <laughs> reason to well, do that. Well, whoa, 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 but, wait, wait. There's something else I want to just briefly mention. So, Andrew loves the rock now when i say he loves the rock i mean there, there's that common talk with with amongst guys sometimes of like if you had to do one guy and and i think we all know who that would that, that would be for andrew oh absolutely the rock yeah, especially seeing that he's gotten bigger and more jacked and more juice over the years get, mm. i don't understand how so you like the dominant type, I guess. Um, <laughs> I mean, not really. I didn't hear. I a, I didn't, I, whoa, 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 whoa. you hesitated for a second there. Well, no, no. If look, if there's a wish, if there's a situation <laughs> where you had to put it into, wouldn't you do someone that's really famous? And like, what am I going to fall back on? Napoleon Dynamite or The Rock? It's going to be why The Rock. You, where, 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 why is that the spectrum? <laughs> what can you go lower no I mean, but like you like oh but it, like you, you gave like the weirdest ultimatum it's like uh, it's either napoleon dynamite or the rock like, like scale zero to yeah. scale 100 yeah, yeah but Listen, like i wasn't prepared to talk about the guys i would fictionally do because i don't know i wasn't prepared for that well <laughs> here's the thing though so i i got to so as a wrestling fan one of the biggest things for me was you know a bucket list was go to mania right go to wrestlemania and Technically speaking, I got to witness The Rock's last match at WrestleMania, and Andrew hates it. Well, it's the last match so far. So far, but you, you never know. Yeah, that's true. But but anyway, I I think I, I wanted to throw this out to you guys um, <clears throat> because we were talking about like obviously the different things that you know have kind of brought us together, and there's really com <laughs> to be totally truthfully honest with everyone who's listening right now. Uh, which we appreciate you guys listening, even making it this far in the show. Um, the the thing that the, the fir first off, we almost forgot the name of the show, which I thought was fantastic. Right before we got on the air, 
Um, and and let me just preface this: you know how hard it is to find a, a name for a, a like a, a geeky nerdy fandom podcast that has not been taken. It literally took us an hour to find the name of this thing. So I like World of I, I like I, I like the name that we picked with uh with World of Fandom podcast, and hopefully you guys do too. But um. But Connor, I thought you were going to call it World of Flames when you first started. And I was like, well, that's what we're going with. I mean, with the way we're talking about Andrew's romantic relationship with The Rock, I mean, it's going to probably go down to the World of, Fl- World of Flames. Um, oh. And if it's, it's, it's going to fail, hey, World of Flames, it's an appropriate name. Um, I, I figured, you know, I know that Sammy was talking a lot about Batman and... I figured we throw. I I thought I'd want to throw this one out, dude. I want to hear your guys' talk about. It. I know Andrew, you kind of talked about this on your uh, YouTube channel, but I kind of want to dive. Yeah, screw. We'll we'll just throw this out there and dive deep because we have really no structure to this show whatsoever. At least not right now for this episode. So, um, Robert Pattinson is Batman, right? That's the next Batman movie that's coming out, to my knowledge. Um, I've heard very little. I've seen some of the footage. I've seen some of like the bat suit and I think the Batmobile, which I think it looks pretty decent. Um, and I know that Batman is obviously an iconic, not you know, not only iconic comic book character, but he's kind of an iconic pop culture character too. Because who doesn't know who Batman is, you know, um, aside from the Joker? But the no, that's a misconception. Joker knows who Batman is. He just chooses not to know. I mean that does make sense right. given, the, given the character, but see now you're going down dark hole. So I, I, I want to go down. <laughs> put a pin in that one, damn it! There's too many conspiracy theories out there. So my question is: Do you think that? Do you think that Batman franchise, as far as movies go, I'm talking just movies. Do you think the Batman franchise for movies is like the one that's the most abused? Like I feel like, I feel like sometimes it's like, do you really have to do another one? You know what I mean? And I'm not yeah. saying that there are that that some of the ones that have come out even recently are horrible, but just like I feel like every every three years there's a Batman movie. Sammy, do you want to take this one first, or do you want me to step in? Because I know we both have strong opinions on the films. I'm curious. Well, yeah, and we have a lot of commonalities on our, on our opinions too. Um, maybe a sprink, sprinkle in some differences, but. Um, I, I mean, I actually am advocate for, you know, thinking that total opposite of that because I kind of consider, you know, these uh, Batman films and when we're talking about films, obviously we're talking about, you know, these big motion picture ones and, you know, maybe nothing related to like TV shows or anything like that. Um, I kind of consider Batman like the James Bond of superheroes. So if you think about James <laughs> Bond, it comes out, you know, there's a James Bond every, you know, a little bit less, you know, I would say than, than Batman. There's been probably more Batmans or maybe equal. I'm not really sure. I haven't counted, but uh, I think, I think it's kind of like, a, you know, we're going to get like, a, you know, kind of an endless cycle of this. And it's almost kind of like the Joker and, uh, you know, kind of what the Joker says, Heath Ledger at the end of the Dark Knight where it's like they're destined to do this forever. And that's kind of what Batman is. It's the ultimate, it's DC's ultimate prized possession, almost as Spider-Man is to to Marvel. So I think, um, I think that's like their crown jewel and that's, that's their James Bond and that's, that's kind of their moneymaker. So it kind of makes sense for me, for them to kind of keep pushing, keep pushing that, that, uh, you know, that, 
that big that big uh, tool out there and and making you know make uh, I, and and regarding the Robert Panson I mean I think it's going to be from what I hear it's going to it's going to be really good it's kind of going to build it's going to be I, I they're saying it's a trilogy so it's kind of kind of build build Robert Panson up it's going to start like you know kind of almost like a Batman begins type of thing where it's like uh year 1 or 2 of his career and then it's he's gonna keep getting better and better each. I each heard there's gonna be some film. long Halloween in there. Yeah, really. Yeah. But you know, to kind of jump off what you said and to answer you, Connor, here's the thing about Batman, right? If it ain't broke, why replace it? Batman is basically the Tom Brady of movies, right? And I'm I'm talking about Tom Brady, maybe. Hmm, Five ten years ago, yep. not old Tom Brady. Although old Tom Brady still kicks ass. The the thing is, is this is that a Batman is successful because a lot of effort and a lot of thought are put into his movies, and the movies generally are fantastic. Out of all the Batman films that have come out from Keaton upwards, that's only one film that's universally considered bad. That's Batman and Robin, and it is so bad that it went around and has become so bad it's good. I mean, I cannot get through that movie without quoting Mr. Freeze. Didn't, five seconds. didn't, didn't Joel Schumacher like come out and like apologize after that? Oh yeah. And good for him. Like, I mean, he, <laughs> he, what he but here's the thing, right? If you, if you put on the sunglasses of today and, and look at that Batman film yeah. and compare it to something like the Bale Batman films, obviously it's going to look stupid. Right. But the, the thing that Schumacher was going for is he was trying to go for more of an Adam West feel. Right. And, and, and Schumacher has a little bit more of a colorful take on the Batman universe than other people do. So I understand what he was trying to go for, but I don't want to go too much on Batman and Robin. The, the fact of the matter is, is like all the Batman films, even when they're not incredibly masterpieces, are still, in my opinion, better than any other superhero films out there, far a few. I would put up The Dark Knight or Batman Begins or Batman 89 or any of them up against any Marvel film or any Superman film or yeah. any Justice League film because they're just that good. So why wouldn't you want to do it? Batman is DC's number one stud in the comics. He's the number one stud in the TVs. He's the number one stud in the video games. You're going to market your big thing. That's why Pikachu's still around, right? Pikachu and Charizard. Those are the two most popular Pokemon. They're still going to be pushing those two. It's so the same thing. You got to think of it this way too, that it's just the, the persona of having an actor portray Bruce Wayne and Batman in the same film is kind of, you're getting like two for one and it, it's it's just so interesting to see that on film mm. how they could portray those two different characters oh, oh i mean essentially they are two different characters into one so right it's uh and that's why i like bail doing like it so much. Added bonus to that yeah but yeah. well actually the thing the thing the thing about bail too i actually think bail's batman is a really good batman i think um Ben Affleck's Bruce Wayne is one of the best Bruce Waynes, and I think, mm. if we're, and I think Keaton's um, is like the best of both, like mixture wise. But if I had to pick Keaton one or the other, I would pick his Batman is better than his Bruce Wayne. I think you and I would agree that Keaton's Batman is probably the best Batman on portrayal, not necessarily on acting. 
because oh god here we go time to get down a dark hole there's there's a spectrum of things i measure an actor when it comes down to batman and sammy would agree with this number one is aesthetic do they look like batman does the suit look like batman number two Mm -hmm. is how well they can portray the two personas bruce wayne and batman and number three the kill ratio because batman is not supposed to kill but in almost every single batman film he kills with the exception of the bale trilogy so if you take it right the one that looks the most like Bruce Wayne and Batman is Ben Affleck, but he is right. the furthest from being Batman, right? Um, and Absolutely. if you look at the person that is the best Bruce Wayne, well, yeah, I mean, maybe it's maybe it's Ben Affleck, but maybe you know, maybe Christian Bale pulls it off the duality. And then if you look at who play, uh, portrays the Dark Detective, the Dark Knight, the Creature of the Night, I mean, Keaton got it down flat. So I mean, it's hard to really kind of you know get that balance i wish i had like a a chainsaw where i can just cut them up and mesh them together and make like one grotesque perfect batman unfortunately we can't and maybe patterson will do that you, you don't know that it's it's but, the, well no it, it's not that i don't think patterson's gonna do a bad job or like i'm really even like critiquing the the specific i mean we could we could obviously talk about like the specifics of all the different batmans all day all night which i'm all for my bigger question is more you know, like you just kind of said, like, okay, everyone everyone shits on the Batman and Robin movie because it's so campy. Um, but then you have the, the Bale trilogy, which is done so well. And then you have the 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 Snyder, you know, version with the Batman v Superman into the Justice League. The, it feels like there's really, like, to me anyway, what's left to tell? Yes, there's different versions oh. of, of and different Batman oh, stories that are out there. Oh. <laughs> Oh God! What's left to tell? Well, no, I'm, I'm, t- I'm saying is, is like, oh, you're you're open, you're opening Pandora's box, my friend. That's what I'm trying to do. Um, but I'm saying is, is like we've seen. Uh, no, hear, hear hear me out though. Hear me out. Let me get the whole thing out there. Let me rephrase. Actually, Andrew's let me, just waiting. He's like, he's. I know. He's That's why I, I need to make sure. Right now, Sammy's holding me back by the fucking collar. Let, let, let me let me re- let me. You know what? That was inaccurate. Let me let me re- let me rephrase that. Let me rephrase that. There's plenty to tell. You're, you're right. I, I should I shouldn't have said that. What's left to tell? Because there's still plenty of characters. There's still plenty of stories. But considering how much Batman has been, I guess the the worry I have is like when you do Batman so like when you do any character or anything so often. Like do do you think? I'm trying to think of the right way to phrase this the right way. Like we've seen a dark, gritty version of Batman. We've seen a campy version of Batman. Like what? What? What do you think? I guess the better question I should say is, what do you think they should do as far as the direction of Batman now that they're apparently doing? I didn't even know they were doing a, a trilogy with Patterson. Yeah. So, and Sammy, I hope you don't mind me cutting in front of you, but I'm going <laughs> yeah. to. So deal with it. I tried to hold you back. Okay. I tried to hold you back as much as I can. Okay. So I'm going to reframe from picking up the million Batman storylines. Yeah, that's why I'm like, wait, there's a lot more. I know there is a lot more. I, sh- I shouldn't have said that. I should have been like, but what way should what would what way should it be different? Okay, this is what should be different. What is Batman's name? He is the world's greatest detective. I have yet to see a detective Ooh. film with Batman on it. And that is what the, I oh, think they're trying to do with Matt Reeves' Batman. And they're going to try to make it a detective story. But you have to understand, Batman is many different things. For the longest time, all we've had is the dark vigilante Batman, who is on a journey of vengeance slash justice. But I want my 
dark detective Batman. I want my noir Batman. I, and we just got our Justice League Batman, right? But I yeah. would want to see my Batman that has the Bat family. Like, Sammy, I think you can agree to me on the degree, but like, Batman is supposed to be the great loner in comic books, but this guy has the biggest family from Nightwing, Red Hood, Red Robin, or Drake, whatever he's called now, from Robin, Catwoman, to Huntress, to Black Bat, to Black Lightning, to Katana, to Signal. I mean, I can keep going. He has this massive family. I would like to see a story. Like, shit, why haven't we done Robin again? Like, I get it. Like, I get that, you know, it's a touchy subject to Robin, but why don't we have that dynamic duo? So I would love to see a story where Batman, this guy who's pretty traumatized and pretty screwed up, has had no real parental guidance except for some old butler, and he has to take a kid under his wing and teach his kid what it means to be a man. And not only that, but what it means to avenge his family without going down a dark road. There, that's a Batman that has not been told yet correctly. The father figure Batman. So ready? I just gave you the detective. <laughs> I just gave you the father figure. Yeah. You want me to go down the other ones? Uh, because I can go down. So but, dancing but, Batman. No, I just I just want to I just want to know like what the I guess in this case the prime one would be. So you you would want more of a you know I say realistic because we've seen realistic versions of Batman, but like you want the more humanized detective father figure side. Yeah, I think um, I think I would want two kinds of Batman. I would like to have that, the Detective Batman. But I also like, my favorite interpretation of Batman is, for an idea, is the one that Grant Morrison has given. And Connor, you're probably not familiar with Grant Morrison. I don't think you are. So I'll, I'll give you a sure. quick rundown. Yeah. Is Grant Morrison's interpretation of Batman, as well as the Justice League in general, is that they are the modern representations of the Greek gods. Right, Superman is Zeus, the king of the gods, the leader of the Justice League. Um, you know, Flash is Hermes, the fastest man alive. Aquaman is Poseidon, the king of the sea. Batman is Hades. He is uh, a man surrounded by death and uh, surrounded by gold, right? And a dark individual. And he also portrayed them as larger than life individuals. So what would I want for my Batman? I would want to see that larger than life individual put in larger than life situations that he would have to deal with. Sorry, I giggled. That is Batman. I, 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 I do like that idea. I only giggled because I just thought of the Disney version of Hercules with James Woods as fucking Hades and just thought of James <laughs> Woods playing Batman. Dude, best interpretation of Hades ever. Oh, yeah. But, like, down. there's this, there's a story that's really good that they should adapt, right? And, uh, and I'll give a really quick synopsis of something that was a three-year story. It's called Batman R.I.P., it had so many offshoots on this. Sammy, you know where I'm going on this. But this is the yes. definition of Batman that's really good. Batman is attacked by an individual named Dr. Hurt in an organization group called the Black Hand. And basically, they systematically destroy Batman. They tear him apart. They psychologically destroy him. They chuck him up on with a bunch of drugs. And then they throw him in a coffin. And they declare themselves winners. And the Joker's there in the background. And he just starts laughing. And they're like, what are you laughing about? I was like, you guys are so screwed. And he's like, why are we screwed? We just beat Batman. We took all his money. We took all of his gadgets. We decimated him. We alienated him from his friends. He doesn't even know who he is. He lost his memory. And he's up. He's hopped up on so many drugs that he, he's basically going to die in that coffin. And Joker says, you don't understand who Batman is. I have literally gone sane trying to figure this guy out. When I paint a box around Batman, he always finds a way to get out of the box and put a box around me. You're screwed. Batman is going to figure out a way to win. 
And that's Batman. He is this larger than life human individual. And I'm going on a rant, so I'm going to take a step back. Okay. But I'm going to take a step back. <laughs> yeah, okay, so I'm, I'm now learning about Andrew's new triggers. By the way, I, I had a feeling that that was going to trigger Andrew. That's kind of why I said it. Um, I mean, but Connor, Sammy, do you Connor, agree? I, I understand you're like, you, I understand where your question was going for. Like, I, I, I hear a lot of people, you know, especially running my social media page, that, you know, are. You know, another movie, are we going to see, you know, the the same, you know, Martha or, you know, the Wayne murder scene and we're going to, are we going to see that again? And then, you know, I, I guess that's kind of, I, I, I get a feeling that's maybe where you're coming from. Yeah. You know, what, what Are we going to continue to see the same stuff all over again? And, you know, but we also have to st- understand at the same time that that's part, that's the birth or the beginning of Batman. And. I understand that scene has been taking place over and over again from movie to movie, but you know they've sh- shown different scenario. Different, they they have been shown in different ways in their unique styles, and um, just like you know, this bat is no kill rule. You know that scene is important, and that needs to be shown to show, you know, really the persona of of this you know this particular Batman and. When I say this one, I'm, you know, I'm referencing Pattinson now. And obviously, you know, we may see that scene again and, you know, maybe shot in a different cool way. But, you know, that's an important scene. And, you know, something that's new that we may want to see is obviously, I think Andrew mentioned, you know, perfectly what I would like to see in the future. But one of the uh, essential things that, you know, involves the Batman uh, mythos is his rogue gallery and um there it's endless and i i know we've seen the joker plenty of times i know we've seen bane here and there but you know other than the campier versions of you know the adam west of the world uh you know that kind of batman and the uh um batman and robin in the 90s we haven't really seen that much so it would be, you know, other than the animated series as well, but I'm not counting that because it's, it's just, you know, that's separate from the movie. So that's something we would also probably dive into. And we're talking about Long Halloween for that. Long Halloween has a whole list of role galleries that we potentially could see. And they already confirmed Riddler, Penguin, um, Catwoman. Obviously, I don't know if she's going to be on the good or bad side, but she falls she, you know, she walks that line in between sometimes. And then, um, you know, we might be seeing even Joker teased for the second film coming up. In I the think trend. they confirmed so, Two-Face recently, too. Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I don't know yet, but, yeah, it's just well, the, the potential's there for so if many If they do Long Halloween, they kind of have to do Two-Face, don't you think? Yeah, I kind of think so. I, I, that would be... That would be cool. Um, but yeah, I'm just... The role galleries would be sweet to just see um, something new and refreshing and different takes on it. Yeah, I would agree. You know, honestly, if if I would go off and say a specific storyline that should happen that they haven't had the opportunity to, and I think you would agree with me on this, Sammy, would be Under the Hood. I mean, that yeah. that needs to happen. But the problem is, is they can't because every Batman has killed. And the whole premise of Under the Hood is that he won't cross that line 
when confronted with one of his dark passes. So, I know the thing with, that, the, the, thing with okay. the Red Hood is I, I feel like you need to establish um, Jason Nightwing and Dick Grayson first. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. I, I think you have to really establish that relationship first and 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 then know know how those relationships mean to Batman and then taking on a Jason Todd, him becoming the next Robin, and then you know, Batman taking him under his wing. You have to really establish that character and I feel like if you know, kind of what they did with uh Zack Snyder's Batman where Robin's already dead. And they, mm-hmm. first of all, they confirmed that that was not Jason Todd's suit in that movie. That was Dick. the Grayson suit. So it kind of like takes away a lot of the character development from that, where, you know, Robin's already dead. And you kind of want to establish and build those emotions in the film. As, and it, it could be throughout like many films. So I kind of feel like you need to, set, you know, set a good foundation in order for Jason Todd to come up. But so, I, I think I think that goes back to your Bath family idea where it's this is establishing something unique in in a film we never seen before. We should we should include that. But could you so while okay, Andrew, sir. No good. Okay. I agree with you to a degree that maybe if you did a three movie trilogy and the last movie be under the hood is possible. But I'm gonna challenge you on that. DC released an animated under the red hood Which was movie. Really good. And it was like one for one, not one for one. It was probably 80% of what the comic book was. And there was nothing at all. Like all the establishment of Jason Todd happened in the first 15 minutes. I, so, yeah. I mean, could you do a film where the first 15 minutes is you see Robin die? I was about to say something along those lines. I was going to throw it out to you guys. Like, you know, much like I think the biggest thing, you know, the reason I was bringing this up is because everyone we've seen the death of the Wayne family every single time. And the one thing that I actually really liked, you know, the one thing I did enjoy about the way they did Batman v Superman was that obviously we knew the freaking story of Batman already. We saw like the brief flashback of Martha and Thomas Wayne and, you know, because everybody knows it at this point. Could you in theory do that same thing with Robin? Because everyone kind of sort of knows the story of robin i say kind of sort of because not everybody knows obviously there's been multiple robins um maybe the deep history of it i mean could you do you think that they could do something like that where they drop it in either a flashback moment or they build it up where it's not maybe the primary focus of one movie but could still be used as like little spurts to build up to um you know maybe a, a, a live action version of under the red hood yeah, I think that. I mean, there's no, there's no right or wrong formula to do it. They can make a Red Hood movie, and then make other, you know, they could, they could do, you know, quick sequences of what happened in the past and different scenes throughout the whole movie. You know, going from past to present, past to present. They can even just do like what they're doing right now. They, they make a Red Hood movie, and then they can release a movie a few years later where it's a movie that takes place in the past about you know when batman first met jason or batman first met you know dick grayson and kind of formulate those two together kind of what they're doing now with wonder woman they they did um you know uh wonder woman solo and then it's like you know bvs is present with wonder woman and then it's like now they're doing batman uh or wonder woman 89 or no 84 right so yeah 
Yeah, so they're going like back and forth, back and forth. So there's a lot of different ways you can do it. I just want to make sure that, you know, just because I, I care about these characters, so I want to make sure that just their characters are developed and they have, you know, they've never been on screen, on the big screen before. I want to make sure that, I understand that the animated film is like one thing, but since they've never been portrayed on the big screen before, I, I think they they deserve to be taken um, a little bit more care in their development. But that's just my opinion. I, I don't think there's a right way or wrong way to do it. There's not like a, it's not like a, what Marvel's doing where there's like a formula to everything. It, mm. it could be, it could be their own unique way of doing it. I just, you know, I hope that they just take time to develop it. That's all. But, you know, if you wanted to do, okay, let's just say the, the idea of doing a single Red Hood movie out of the, out of the picture, right? And I don't want to focus on Red Hood so much, but we might as well because it's what we've been on. It's, it will be relevant to answering your original uh, question, Connor, is that Red Hood story could be told in three movies if you really wanted to go that route. The first movie is very simple. The first movie should be about a, a, a really a father-son story about Dick Grayson evolving into Nightwing. And you see that being the central conflict. And you can have whatever villain be the, 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 the caveat at the end. But at the end of it, right, that's when you introduce Jason Todd. And then the second film could be the death of Jason Todd, right? So then you see, you deal with Batman dealing with the death of Jason Todd. You can have Dick Grayson in there. And Dick being, you know, kind of the support system. And hell, if you want to do Tim, you can. I don't think Tim's necessary. But the death of Jason Todd in the second movie. And then the third movie can be ultimately the Red Hood story. And that's just a simple three-act structure. You have the beginning, middle, and end, and you can establish all the characters in the first two movies. The first movie is really the transition of Dick to Nightwing, so Robin to Nightwing, and it, 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 it gives the, uh, the, the fans, the viewers, an understanding like, oh, there's more than one Robin. Okay, and then you get the new Robin at the end of it. You know, Batman finds him stealing the, the hubcaps off the Batmobile, and he takes him in, he starts training, and that's the perfect way to end the movie, right? It can be just like in Under the Red Hood, where Robin puts on his costume for the first time. He goes, this is the best day of my life. And then the second movie starts off with him being killed. And then we move on to the third movie. So I think there can be a three-act structure over three movies. It's just whether or not DC and Warner wants to commit to Jason Todd being that three act right. structure. Right. That's a that's a big um that's a big commitment to take the attention away from the spotlight of, you know, the main players like Batman or Alfred and and everything like that. But I think that's something that could work, that type of structure where it's like you said, Dick Grayson's first and then um Jason and then it comes down to the end with Red Hood. All right. So let's 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 Screw it. Let's go ahead and, and, and plot this out now. So if, if you guys want, so if, if it sounds like you guys are kind of on the same page uh, in terms of, you know, the three act structure involving. So you, if you if you if you guys were in the writing room where you guys had the control over the directions of the movies, you would in some way, shape or form implement Red Hood into the current trilogy they're going to do with Patterson, right? I would say that's a big wish of mine, but I don't think it's what they'll do. No, no. I'm saying so, if you if you had control. Shit, if, if I, I had control, control, if I had control, I would put Nightwing first. That's just me, though. I'm not, I'm not, I'm not shifting focus to Red Hood immediately and skipping over. Would you do a separate Nightwing movie? Uh, 
Let's say I the stu- let's say the studio gave you. It, de- it depends. Like it, they have HBO Max now, so like if I <laughs> yeah, if true. I could, I could do like a Nightwing like TV show or something like that. Ooh. But I I think um. Okay, let's. I, how about this? How about we set some ground rules for this little experiment we're doing? <laughs> I was just going to ask who the villains are going to be, but okay. Okay, very simple. Sammy, and I'll let you do your thing, and I'll I'll chime in. Let's just say you are given by Warner Brothers uh-huh. six movies. They can be any kind of Batman movies. They can be Jesus, a that's movie. a lot. They can be a Teen Titans movie. You're creating the new DC universe focused primarily on Batman, similar to how how they do it in Marvel. Let's just say that, right? So you know, mm. maybe you'll do uh, a Batgirl movie or an Alfred movie or a Nightwing World movie. Whoa! Whatever did you, you want to do. Did you just say an Alfred movie? Oh, absolutely, dude. I would, I would, oh, every day, every day I would watch an Alfred movie. <laughs> Twice on the weekend. Alfred, absolutely. I'm not saying that Alfred's not badass. I'm not, I'm not saying that. It's just, that, that, that just threw me off as a curveball. Well, I was just throwing out names, but yes, I would do an Alfred. Okay. I Grandma, why mine. not, you know? But, but honestly, Sam, if you wanted to establish Nightwing first, right, the first movie can be, dick becoming robin right it can be like a long halloween dark victory situation right and then you have a side movie where you can do dick Grayson on his own you don't even have to have the titans but it's dick Grayson on his own let's just say he goes to bloodhaven shit gets real and then he decides to become nightwing then you can establish nightwing there and then movie two is where jason todd is in there right and jason todd gets killed this is the batman film nightwing just happens to be present when it happens in the background in some way, shape, or form. And then you got movie four, which can be another Nightwing film where it introduces Tim Drake, right? So now you get a new Robin in there, Nightwing's still a focal point, and it can kind of start up the next film, which could be the Tim Drake film, which could be him becoming Robin. I'm just shooting stuff out of my butt. And he has then a finally book. you can come to the but you can finally come to the Red Hood film. I mean, you can do whatever you want. What What would you do if you had six movies to make this? I I just bet you that Andrew. By the way, before he, before Sammy answers real quick, I think Andrew literally has a book. He's like, you know, just thinking this off the top of my head. But <laughs> whoosh, 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 uh, let's see, page well, six scenario. Whoosh, whoosh. Let me just go through my notes from two years ago. Oh yes, Andrew's planned DC universe. Do, 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 do. Well, by the way, to, to be fair, to be totally fair about this nerdum, a uh, quick side note before Sammy answers, me and Andrew did like this fantasy wrestling draft series like a couple of years ago just for fun, and I wrote like a whole year's worth of everyone's storyline in under a week, so I can't speak, I, I can't make fun of him for anyone. Anyway, go ahead, Sammy. I I totally expect that from you guys, so it's all good. Uh, <laughs> mm. Don, I was uh... feuding with Big Show for the Hardcore Championship. Oh, we will talk about that another time, I'm sure. <laughs> okay. I, uh, I don't, so, I don't know, my, my thing is, I'm kind of, um, I'm kind of first focused on Batman. If I have six films, I'm focusing on Batman first. And since this is, you know, if they, if Robert Pattinson's my Batman, I'm going to show the world the spotlight is on first Alfred and Batman. Those are the two their their relationship is is primary to me. I have to establish one that relationship because it's so special and so it's it's just you know that's the that's his father figure and I need to establish that relationship and I need to establish who this Batman is to the world. And 
from what I understand, like from what we, you know, from what we talked about earlier, earlier, this is going to be a detective Batman, and it's going to build up stronger and stronger. Like even for example, like his car is more of like a muscle car right now. Um, a quick side note: if you guys look at the back of that um, Batmobile, it has a hidden bat symbol in there somewhere, and that. And the uh the the yeah the 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 guy that actually built it confirmed that he put like a, a bat symbol kind awesome. of in the mechanics of it. Love so Easter I thought that was like kind that. of cool. Yeah. Yeah, and, and it, that's what it's it's kind of going for. It's co- it's going for this a little bit more starting off like more grittier type of, you know, this Batman, you know, maybe working on his own bat suit, working on his own car, and then to get, you know, the next movie will probably in advance his like tech and advance his suit and you know kind of what we've seen throughout you know the bat the the dark knight trilogy that's kind of what he did and and so on and so forth so i'm establishing that batman first and and then maybe like the next film i'll introduce dick grayson uh and then maybe you know him going into robin and then you know after that, I would probably start thinking about uh, Nightwing and then introducing Jason Todd and so on and so forth. But my my priority first is Batman and Alfred, then Dick Grayson, and then Red Hood. And then once I really introduce Red Hood, I, I really want to start establishing like this Bat family universe. The, the next three films, you know, the first three films are are Batman, Alfred, Dick Grayson, and Red Hood. And then the la- the next three films will be, you know, formulating this Bat family and Bat universe, so to speak. But so you- that's kind of that's kind of what I would think if I had six films, that's what I would want to do. So you're kind of I I think I see where you're going. You're kind of going off of it's almost similar to like what Marvel did with the Avengers and start in, ter- in terms of starting with a core group and then branching off afterwards. And and then you slowly but you're doing it in a methodical slow branching off of everything and you're giving characters importances and you know and 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 definitely flushing them out, which I think I think that's really the biggest for me anyway, that's the biggest thing I would like I would love to see either one of those versions whether you know Sammy's or Andrews to be honest because I feel like, you know, no doubt there's been some great Batman films. Not doubting, you know, not questioning that. I actually agree with Andrew in terms of the Dark Knight being, I, in my opinion, the Dark Knight, the, the, the Christian Bale one with Heath Ledger, is probably the best superhero, and I say that with, you know, air quotes because some people, whether or not it's a superhero movie, I think it's the best superhero movie that's ever been made. I think that's, that, that to me is the you know, best Batman, best superhero in general. But I think that, you know, we haven't had much of a chance for the characters on the big screens to really be flushed out outside of that Bale trilogy. I mean, yeah, we had the we had the um, the Michael Keaton versions, which were which I, I thoroughly enjoyed. And we had, you know, a little bit here and there. but We haven't had the chance to really like really get a chance to really expand into them. So that's why I kind of like your guys' suggestions and your guys' um, uh, versions of them. I, I think I can't really disagree with either one of yours. The only thing I was just thinking of, I can't 
I have no brain cell function right now. I couldn't even remember the name of our show, let alone try to have the brain function right now to be able to freaking navigate through. I'd have to sit down more and think things through uh, as far as what I would do if I was in the, in, the, in, the, in the hot seat. But I will say that the one villain that I would love to see done right is Mr. Freeze. Now, I'm not sure how that would be in, integrated into the Robert Patterson version, but it just like... Like, I really like that character, and I've actually been rewatching a lot of the Batman Beyond show lately, and mm-hmm. I remember how they redid Mr. Freeze's character, and just something about, like, the the cold, no pun intended, stoic, this man has had everything taken from him, it's not really him, it's just, you know, it's like almost a robotic version. There's just something I wish they did, like, as opposed to freaking cool party like if like come on like that's the mr freeze we get in the back like come on i just feel like there's more to it but i think that i think that the core to to both of your guys's versions is is awesome i also want to throw it out to 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 sammy and andrew just as a suggestion and to any of the uh, the viewers slash listeners out there um i think what we should do uh, in the future, if you guys want to, and let us know in, in social media and in wherever you guys are listening or watching us from, I think we should do a watch along of Batman and Robin and commentate on the whole thing. Hmm. <laughs> I mean, I would be down for that. Uh, it's that's that's something where every scene you're going to be getting just gaffes and <laughs> there, <laughs> that's that's the scenes, point. There's scenes. There's scenes where you could see, like the you know from the Mr. Freeze scenes, where the ice cubes are like jiggling from the cars, and <laughs> it's just it's ridiculous. But dude, you know what always stuck out of my head is when Mr. Freeze first shows up and fights Batman in the 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 museum, and Batman kicks the freeze gun out of Superman's uh, not Superman Mr. Freeze's hand, and it flies up there so blatantly like it's on some kind of string <laughs> i think it, it, it lands like a magnet sucked it onto the head my, my favorite is it's i think it's like halfway through the movie where like they're doing the rooftop thing where they're like flying off the statue and the two henchmen don't make it and he shuts robin's um motorcycle off mm-hmm. because he's like he's like, you're not gonna make it and he gets pissed off and he yells and so he free he freezes the Batmobile midair and Batman jumps out of it so it crashes and he just does this like I've never even heard Arnold laugh like this before. He's just like <laughs> and then he just turns and goes, uh oh, and he just crashes right through the freaking I don't know why. But yeah, I think if, if you guys want us to do it, I think it is something that would be absolutely immensely entertaining if we did a commentary through the entire uh, Joe Schumacher's last Batman movie, Batman and Robin. Yeah, a lot of bat nipples. A lot of bat and bad asses. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, I mean, those suit up scenes are legendary. Family, family friendly. You know, <laughs> gotta gotta go love that. Um, I think this has been a tremendous first. We have, we've already gone almost a full hour in just that alone. No, so, I mean, that's, that's what happens when you open up and, yeah, you open Pandora's box. I, I, I wanted to start off very strongly. So um, so I think that kind of wraps it up for the first episode, gentlemen, unless there's anything you guys want to throw out there. No, because if I throw something out there, I think we're just going to even dig a deeper hole. I will fall asleep. Like, it's no dis- I love you to death like a brother, and I, I, I actually am interested in what you have to say about, like, comics and Batman, but I cannot stay up that late. No, and I think people have to realize it is Sunday at 11 o'clock right now, 11.30. I don't <laughs> yeah. know. I don't have my phone near me. Carter and I are both our parents, 
Yep. So luckily, my kids have gone to sleep. I think yours has, but you have to understand, kids drain life force out of you. So Sam mm-hmm. is the only one that can probably go for another three hours and be perfectly fine. Yeah, Plus, I have to be up at five o'clock in the morning for the gym tomorrow. So you have to. Well, listen. Okay, here we go. <laughs> Here's the thing. I don't go to the gym at 5 o'clock in the morning, right? Because I go to the gym at 5, so so I'm in there till like, say, 8 o'clock, so a nice three-hour workout. I can't do that during the day. Mm. Do you think my wife's going to let me get away with three hours during the day and let her be with our children alone? No, I'm just... Let alone one of them is sick? I just laugh at the way you're like, I have the way... You you make it sound like it's a chore, but it's also a a semi-willing choice. It is. Right. I love the gym. I just don't like waking up. Who, <laughs> I understand. You know, if I could just pass out and be unconscious for uh, a couple months, that'd be great. I'd just like, coast Dude, through this thing. If I could just sleepwalk and w- work out while I'm sleepwalking, I'm perfectly fine with that. Yeah, that sounds like it couldn't go wrong whatsoever at all. But uh, anyway, sort of grunts and snores. <laughs> yeah. That will go swimmingly. Um, awesome. Well, I think this is a great first start. If there's something you guys want us to listen to or you guys want us to talk about in the future, uh, whether it be anything, comics, TV, movies, or anything, make sure you let us know uh, wherever you guys are listening to the pilot episode of the World of Fandom Podcast. We thank you so much for tuning in. Appreciate all your continued support, and we will see you guys next time right here on the World of Fandom Podcast. Podcast.